0: for Galatians chapter four. Doing it a little early uh, on Tuesday evening because Wednesday's gonna be booked all through the day. And those of you that are looking forward to me doing a big loop and visiting some people along the road, just be aware those plans are now being thrown in doubt by a series of storms that are predicted for all of next week. So I'm gonna keep watching it day by day and I'll do updates almost every day from here on in to let you know what's gonna happen, okay? Galatians 4, you are reading somebody else's mail. And it is never more apparent to me than in Galatians 4, the cost of reading somebody else's mail and how difficult it is to actually understand what's going on sometimes. And starts with uh, the first seven verses are just back to what we did before, that the tutor brought you to Christ. Now you don't walk the tutor around with you the rest of your, um, your professional life because the tutor got you ready, now you move on with Christ. And now you are a child that's being raised by guardians, and whenever you get to a certain point, you move on, the guardians don't always walk with you. And he uses this as an illustration about the law, the Hebrew law bringing you to Christ. Paul's gonna have a fight all of his life, uh, all of his preaching life, against what are called the Judaizing teachers, or the Judaizers. Now we want to be really, really, really careful here because those terms sound as if they should be offensive, but they're not anti-Semitic in any way. We don't believe the Jews are thrown away and the Gentiles were then taken by Christ. We don't believe that God turned his back on the Jews or the Jews are lesser than or greater than anybody else on the planet. We are all made in the image of God and all of us are brothers and sisters by blood by intention, by creation, all right? But a Judaizer is somebody who is a Christian, also a Jew, or they're a Christian and believe that they and others should adopt the Jewish law because God will not save them unless they believe in Christ and have the law. And a lot of people, I've run across this in churches, where some people get under the influence of somebody who teaches them that they, they should be saying things like Amin instead of Amen and Yeshua instead of Jesus. And they have to be using some, um, some Jewish terms and they have to be using some Hebrew language and that God wants them to act a little bit more Jewish in church and then God will really like them. And it's rubbish, complete rubbish. We don't throw away the old Testament. It is a tutor. It teaches us. It, we have a part in the story. And it works us all the way through to Christ. And then we all, as human beings, of whatever national, ethnic, or race background, we all walk together as equals under God our Father. So, that's the first seven verses, and we looked at that very briefly last week. So, verse 8. Formerly, when you did not know God, you were slave to those who by nature were not gods. But now that you know God, or rather are known by God, How is it that you're turning back to those weak and miserable forces? We'll talk. Do you wish to be enslaved by them all over again? You're observing special days and times and seasons and years. I fear for you that I may have wasted my efforts for you in vain. Well, that passage was ripped out of context in the churches in which I grew up to preach against the celebration of Easter or Christmas because we were told that we weren't allowed to celebrate special holy days. That's not what's being talked about here. It is, these are goals. These are proto-Celts. They're goals. They don't have a history of eating kosher and celebrating Jewish religious days and doing things in Jewish ways. It's just not a part of them. But now, here are Christians around them that are Jews that are saying, no, 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 no. You can't just believe in Christ and follow him. You have to come all the way in and be absorbed and you know, meet on a Saturday and, eat and keep kosher and keep the holy days. Things then become gods. Now that's a, that's a clue here. Things are gods. If these things, when done right, then save you, then they are gods. You worship perfectly and it saves you. You believe perfectly and it saves you. You go through these actions and it saves you. Instead of he saves us, it is doing this saves us. Any religion that has Christ and is not safe. Jesus looked at the Pharisees, and Paul used to be a Pharisee. This is gonna be brought up here very shortly. jesus told the pharisees he said you'll you'll search heaven and earth to find a new convert but then you make him twice a child of hell as you are what's he talking about you not only make them a convert they now believe in god but now you pile on all of the rules that you pile on and say these are required as well and there's nobody as convinced and zealous as a new convert so they run out with all these extra rules isn't it interesting That those of us who from the time of Paul have said, follow Jesus, believe in him as the son of God, live like Jesus would live in your place, in your situation to the best of your ability, knowing that you will fail and he will forgive. That we are said, no, it's too simple. That's too simple. You are leading people to hell because you're not telling them to invest millions into buildings and to where people have to come in and sit and watch Christianity done in front of them or they, they've got to worship in this way, or they've got to do it this way. Or they, all you're saying is just Jesus. Yeah? Yeah, yeah. Because when you say Jesus and, then you got more than one God, because Jesus can't save you on his own or won't. He's just that particular and mean. Until you have tripped all of these other wires, you've knocked down the dominoes, whatever you want to say. You got the magic salvation out of a hat because you did the trick right. These things are not gods. Now, the the Gauls used to have other gods and they would do all kinds of things to try to please those gods. he's saying, why would you go back to that system? Let's walk away from all of those rules and requirements and love God and love your neighbor as yourself, which is the way Jesus boiled it down. He goes, I plead with you brothers and sisters, become like me because I became like you. You did me no wrong. Now, what in the world's going on there? Well, just like Jesus in the book of Luke, ate with people, and That's what he does in Luke. He eats with a variety of people. Go through it and notice how many he does. Because in Jesus's culture, you are who you eat with. And so he would eat with all of the people that the Jews of the day would have considered other, outside, beyond grace, Jesus ate with them. Showing that his grace is big enough to reach these people, all of the others. And Paul says, you know, I came to you and I was I was like one of you. I didn't ask you to act like the Jewish people. I came and I was just like one of you. So now you be like me. And that is just be like Jesus wherever you are. Don't add anything extra. Try not to offend your host. In fact, these people acted a lot like Jesus to him. <clears throat> he says, as you know, it was because of an illness that I first preached the gospel to you even though my illness was a trial to you, you did not treat me with contempt or scorn. Instead, you welcomed me as if I were an angel of God, as if I were Christ Jesus himself. Where then is your blessing of me now? now? I'll explain that in a bit. I can testify that if you could have done so, you would have torn out your eyes and given them to me. Have I now become your enemy by telling you the truth? What in the world is he talking about? Well, obviously he was sick somehow and he was going through there and they took care of him. They treated him like Christ to the point of sacrifice. Paul, of course, upset with hyperbole saying, you would have pulled out your eyes and given them to me. By this, some surmise that Paul had some sort of eye ailment. I think that's a a little weak of thread, but doesn't doesn't matter. They're acting like Christ to him, but now the Galatians were listening to these other people saying Paul's leading you straight to hell because you've got to become more Jewish in your Christianity, and again, These people are still in churches and they still write books and they still hold conventions. You got to become more Jewish for God to like you. You don't have to reject the Jews. You don't have to reject the Old Testament. In fact, you don't reject the Jews or the Old Testament. But being a Christian doesn't mean that you are a Jew now following Leviticus and Deuteronomy. No, no. It means you're a Christian now and we all, regardless of ethnicity, Follow Jesus, best you can, where you are. Love God, love each other. Seems too simple, I know. But that's the way God likes to do things. So let's just go with God on this one, I would say. So he's saying, am I become your enemy by telling you the truth? Because there were people out there that were saying, Paul is your enemy, he's the enemy, because if you listen to him, you'll go to hell. Who are these people? These were Jews who believed in Jesus, who believed that you were also supposed to be Jews and keep the Jewish law. Boom. So Paul's going to do a little theological argument here, which is really convoluted. So I hope you have some aspirin. If you're not a church person, verse 21, uh, because church people take aspirin. I just realized the way that came out. Um, If you're not a church person, then you've not heard all this before, and it gets really confusing. Is that fair? If you have questions, write me patrick at oursafeharbor.com, okay? Tell me, you who want to be under the law, are you not aware of what the law says? Sorry, I hit the stock for the camera. For it is written that Abraham had two sons, one by a slave woman, the other by a free woman. His son by the slave woman was born according to the flesh, but his son by the free woman was born as a result of a di- divine promise. Oh boy, um, that's complex. What's he talking about? Well, uh, Abraham, was given a woman. There's no way to pretty that up. As a gift by the Egyptian uh, king to get them out of there. The word Hagar actually means stranger. Um, We don't even know what her name was. Uh, She did nothing wrong. But now she's with them, and God had promised Abraham and Sarah that their, their descendants would fill up the earth. And now they're getting older, so Sarah decides God needs help. God needs her help to come up with a plan, form a committee and do God's work. I still hear things like this all the time. It's as if people have never been able to learn, uh, sadly. So what's going on? Abraham has a child with Hagar and then he has a child with Sarah and those boys then and their descendants are, are enemies. You know, one is a child made from a slave woman and done with human reasoning. The other is a child of promise. Now, Paul's not gonna to try to push this to, this metaphor too far here. So he says, these things are being taken figuratively. The woman represents two covenants. The women represent two covenants. One covenants from Mount Sinai and bears children who are born to be slaves. This is Hagar. Now, Hagar stands for Mount Sinai and Arabia and corresponds to the present city of Jerusalem because she is in slavery with her children. I do I wish Paul would have phrased this differently yes I do and he will uh, he'll phrase it very differently in, in the book of Romans and far more eloquently and rolling it out uh, a lot more thoroughly but we're reading somebody else's mail and we're only getting one part of one side of the story here the child, the Jerusalem that is above is free and she is our mother for it is written and by the way I'll, I, I am coming back to this be glad, barren woman who never bore a child. Shout for joy and cry aloud, you who are never in labor, because more are the children of the desolate woman than of her who has a husband." That's Isaiah 54 verse one, and it really, in Isaiah 54, isn't talking about anything about this. And so Paul does that though, and I don't think you should be offended by that. He, he grabs and uses illustrations and he packs them in there. He probably didn't think that theologians were gonna try to parse every word and then bind rules on people when he's trying to give them a quick story to show them why God hasn't bound those rules on everyone. There is nothing wrong in Paul's theology for, for a Jewish Christian to still keep Jewish rules and laws at all. He has Timothy circumcised. But to Paul, it is offensive to try to say that others who are not Jews should adopt some of the language and adopt some of the, the practices and some of the rules so that God will like them better. And therefore he would not let Titus be circumcised. Timothy was a Jew. Titus was Greek Gentile. So once again, you've got to get all this in. It is just follow Jesus. Now, if you want to add to it stuff for yourself, if I, if I feel better about my life, if I get up at five every morning and pray for an hour, great. But do not dare bind that on somebody else. If I feel better uh, sitting in a group, watching the preacher and the singer uh, singers up front and all the other, okay. But what about all those people that they are now part of virtual churches like ours? That's okay. Just don't bind it. Just don't bind things on each other. So he goes, "You brothers and now you brothers and sisters, like Isaac are children of promise. What does that mean? God promised through Abraham that all the nations of the earth would be blessed. That means not just the Jews, all the rest as well. He's again, not abandoning the Jews, not throwing away the Jews. He is saying now all are being blessed just as God promised Abraham and it is through Christ, not through procedure, ceremony, outward actions, and the use of a few words we call holy. No. At that time, the son born according to the flesh persecuted the son born by the power of the spirit. It's the same now. You have to know the story. Ishmael was making was treating Isaac harshly back in the story. And uh, Sarah complained and got... and. Abraham drove Hagar off into the wilderness because Abraham did stuff like that. And it makes us shake our head and a bit of shame, but that's the way he did. And God still saved him and God still saved Hagar and God still saves us when we <clears throat> do things that make either people or God shake their head. God's mercy is greater than we have, we can ever imagine. But what does scripture say get rid of the slave woman and her son for the slaves woman will never share in the inheritance with the free woman's son it's out of genesis 21. therefore brothers and sisters we're not children of the slave woman but of the free woman and again i wish this had been phrased in a little bit differently uh, for our ears in 2021 uh, this is incredibly insensitive and harsh only because it is it is. But he's trying to make a point which isn't, isn't harsh. We're going to do this really quickly, leaping into chapter five. It is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm then and do not let yourselves be burdened again by a yoke of slavery. At our safe harbor a church, we, we really push freedom in Christ. And there are still people that are writing us up and saying, now, Freedom in Christ is a good idea, but freedom in Christ, plus all these rules, plus precision obedience, plus doing all these things right. You stand firm in your freedom. You don't let somebody else throw chains on you. We are free in Christ. Live free in Christ because Christ is all you need. We don't have other little gods that we must please, these little procedures and ceremonies. No, no. Our God is God. He goes, mark my words. I, Paul, tell you that if you let yourself be circumcised, Christ will be of no value to you at all. We're going to pick it up from here next week, Lord willing. But I just wanted to use that verse. There, The Jews were saying, yeah, you're a Christian now. you're You're saved now. But to stay saved, you non-Jewish, Gentile people, you're going to have to be circumcised. And this didn't just mean the babies. This meant all the males. You know, I, can't, I think of how hard it is just to get people to be an active part of a virtual church or uh, to act, to do charitable work in their community and to you know, pool their funds to do good things. How hard it is to get people to be baptized. What if we also had to make the men be circumcised? That would be a hard sell, frankly. I'm so glad God didn't do that to us. He did for the Jews. It was part of their cleanliness law. It was part of their, the law that was given to them, but it was not then handed on to the rest of humanity. Now it's optional. And I know many doctors who are just strongly opposed and others that are more kind of, eh, it's maybe all right. So um, we, you know, you guys make the decision, all right? Or you parents make the decision. I'm not getting into that one. Uh, and if you email me about it or whatever, I'm not answering that one. I answer my email, but that, that that's an argument that never ends and you can never convince, so forget it. And so Paul's saying, listen, you start letting yourself be absorbed by Christ and this ritual and law and such, that Christ alone is not enough, Christ won't be of any value to you. Notice he doesn't say, Christ won't save you. He just says, you're not going to get that much good out of him. So many Christians are going to be saved. And yet on earth, they don't get that much good out of Jesus because they are buried under church debt, church rules, church organization, written and unwritten creeds, and so their their joy is sapped. Have you seen Christians that have just enough religion to be miserable? Paul's saying, it's not gonna be any good to you. Drop it. Follow Jesus. Rejoice and live in Jesus. I'm gonna leave it there for now. I know it's a little bit shorter lesson, but that's only fair. I've had longer lessons, and you've sat through those diligently. Thank you for always watching. Thank you for being a part of Our Safe Harbor Church. If you want to be a member, write me at Patrick at OurSafeHarbor.com and we'll make you a member.